everybody. Welcome back to Coco and Dalts. We're real people bringing you real reviews of all the latest streaming movies and series on Netflix, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime. I'm not Dalts. And I'm not Coco. And for our next to last episode of 2020, this year can't end soon enough. Man, oh man. What are we reviewing today, Dalts? So we're talking today, Coco, about soul. Do you have a soul? Uh, well, after this year, I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering what's left of my soul. Right. It's been broken down and beaten. Um, so Joe is a middle-aged grade school teacher who teaches uh, music class. And he falls in a manhole and dies. That's the, that's the summary of this Disney Pixar production. <laughs> that's the whole thing? That's the whole thing. <laughs> It's uh, sort of like um, Inside Out versus or meets uh, Coco, the animated production of The Afterlife. So there's a lot of afterlife stuff here and there's a lot of stuff about, you know, who uh, deserves to live and who deserves not to live and all that sort of stuff. So it's essentially um, a redemption story about a man who tries to find more life and more meaning. Oh, okay. What do you think? Is that was that a good summary or <laughs> sure? You're looking at me like no, it wasn't a good summary. The reason that Daltz is doing the summary today, listener, is because I was like, I don't really think that I could summarize this <laughs> succinctly. So it's a bit messy. Yeah, Daltz is a lot better at summaries I, than I, I am. I don't think that's true, especially in this case, because this is a hard one to summarize. So you're you're we're we're you know we're watching this movie with my daughters, and it's like yeah, it's it's going to be about music and. You know, soul, obviously, it's going to be, there's going to be some depth to it because it's a Pixar production. And then I wasn't really anticipating the turn that it took. And the next thing you know, there's a dead guy walking around trying to find his soul. See, I knew about that part because Mm -hmm. I had read just kind of like an outline of like, oh, this is what the movie's about. So I knew that was coming. I didn't think that was going to come 10 minutes into the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the way it did, too. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he gets this uh, plum gig as being years and years of a, as a failed jazz musician. He suddenly gets this plum gig and he's going to be performing with a big star that evening and then dies. somehow dies, falls in a manhole cover. But I thought that was really interesting the way they did that is that he goes around and avoids all these disasters and then falls in the manhole. Yeah, he's so happy after he gets the gig with the big name jazz person that He's in New York. He's walking around on his cell phone. He's so happy. He's telling everybody that he got the gig. And then because he's not paying attention, he falls through a manhole cover and maybe perishes. Well, the moral of the story is don't walk and talk and or talk on your phone during, you know, when you're in the city. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Stay off your phone, people. You know, all these Pixar movies have messages. This is that message. Right. (laughs) Don't be distracted by your phone. Pay attention to the New York City traffic. Right. (laughs) Uh, So we should mention that uh, Jamie Foxx is the voice of Joe, the middle-aged band leader, band teacher. And uh, Tina Fey plays 22, who is a... uh, So after Joe maybe dies, uh, 22 is the uh, soul who's trying to find a body on Earth. And the number is significant because apparently she was the 22nd soul created of all time. So, you know, millennium ago, millennia ago, uh, and she's been trying ever since to get into a body and just is not doing it. So part of this story is 
Joe convincing her that life is worth living and look at all the fun things you can get out of it. Um, and he, she tries to help him get back so that he can be like, have this one more night of prime plum giggery with the fabulous jazz musician and live his life to its fullest. So, um, I generally like Pixar movies, you know, Cars and Inside Out and Coco, like I said. Um, they're all really top-notch animation. The animation in this was spectacular. It was. There were definitely multiple scenes where, and part of it was because I wasn't wearing my glasses when I was watching it. <laughs> oh, is that but, why you were sitting so close to the TV? <laughs> but there were a few scenes where I was like, is that animation or is that real? Right. Like, is that animated New York City or is that video right. of Manhattan? Yeah, it was pretty spectacular. I mean, the animation is, is outstanding. And it, it, it's so hard for Pixar to top itself in terms of the animation, but it seems to every time they make something like this. Like, this was just great. This was supposed to be uh, released in the summer, obviously. It was supposed to be a summer blockbuster for Pixar. And then they delayed it uh, because of the pandemic and, you know, there are no theaters to show it in. So now it's getting dumped on Disney+. Plus. So now it's an exclusive on Disney+. Plus. And what they did this time, instead of doing what they did with Mulan, the live-action Mulan, uh, when they charged a premium to people who are already a subscriber, which I thought was multiple cheeses on so many levels by Disney Plus. Um, you know, here here you are subscribing to a service like, oh yeah, by the way, you can get access to Mulan, but you have to pay twenty nine ninety five. It's like, <laughs> no, f you, Disney Plus. I'll wait the three months for it just to be free for Disney Plus subscribers, and I'll watch it then. It's like which that, we still haven't watched. It's so. like that Seinfeld episode where the guy reserves he reserves a car at the car rental agency, and they go there and say. They don't have any cars. And they say, I don't think you understand the whole idea of a reservation. It's like, you don't understand the idea of a subscribing to a service. It's like, I don't want to pay extra. I'm already right. subscribing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, I th hope that Disney Plus has learned from that situation and that experience. And that's maybe why they decided not to charge for Soul. I don't know. Or maybe... I mean, we know that Disney Plus prices are going up next year anyways. Right. So maybe they figure... Instead of 75 bucks for a year, they'll charge 100 bucks for a year. And because they have like friggin' like 65 million subscribers in one year, right? That's a crap ton of cash. Yep. So that'll make up for all the money they've spent on Soul and Black Widow and all the other movies yeah. that they can't release in theaters or they can, but they're not going to make their money back by far. Exactly. Um, I've been talking a, a lot about this one. So Coco, <laughs> what did you think? Because you're coming from a good perspective. You don't watch a lot of Pixar movies like I do. So No, I have no idea what Inside Out is. I've heard of Cars and <laughs> Coco, but I, I, I'm like, what the hell is Inside Out? Yeah. Is that like the... It's their emotions. The, so it's it's a it's an idea of the... You don't have to explain it. Okay. Okay. So I... You Listener said, knows. You said at the top that this was kind of a mess, and I agree with you. I think it should have been two different movies. Right. Like, I wish Joe could have gotten his years of struggle and finally making it big, like teaching kids to persevere and keep at it. You know, I wish he could have had that story standing alone mm -hmm. and then i wish the story about 22 not thinking that living is worth it but somebody showing her that it is could have been a different movie like i don't think those two needed to be mashed up right um it was a hard mash yeah it really was and i uh i felt kind of I thought it was kind of cheesy at the end, like so, uh, spoiler alert, listener, at the end, Joe finally makes it back to his body and he gets the gig. And then the jazz performer says she wants to 
hire him like full time to be part of her backup band. Mm -hmm. So he's finally going to make it after years of struggle. And then he decides this doesn't feel as good as I thought it would. I'm just going to let, I'm going to die again and let 22 have my spot here on earth because she deserves it more than I did. And I'm like, that's, what kind of BS is that? Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's even leaving out, like, I've read some um, criticism online about, so Joe is black. And, you know, it's great that this is, like, there's a black protagonist. Most of the main characters are yeah. all black. But 22 is a white woman. She's voiced by Tina Fey. Oh, yeah. And they even call it out in the movie, like, why do you sound like a middle-aged white woman? Yeah. So I've read a lot of criticism online about how, why does a black guy have to die for a white woman to live? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even think of that, but that makes sense. Yeah, and then there's the whole thing also um, about when they're in the afterlife, they don't look like themselves. They're just blobs, and it's like, well, why are why are black people being robbed of like their bodies and, and just turned into blobs? Like and all other distinct ethnicities too. Right. Totally. So. Um, yeah, so I thought it was just super cheesy, even even leaving aside the fact that this is a black man dying for a white woman, that right. he was just like, ah, oh, you know what, this doesn't feel as good as I thought it would, so I'm just going to die. Right. You know? Um, and then talk about a waffle. Like, talk, all the sacrifice and trouble they all went through to get there. And then he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not feeling it. Right. Like, for like an hour... Give it some more thought, then, maybe, before we do all this. <laughs> right. For an hour and a half, he's trying to get into his body so he can finally do the thing that his whole life he's wanted to do. And then he's just like... Eh. Yeah. Change my mind. You know, yeah. So that was cheesy. Um, I did think the voice actors did a great job. I love Jamie Foxx. He mm-hmm. was wonderful. Um, Felicia Rashad voiced his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she did a good job. Angela Bassett and uh, David Diggs mm-hmm. were also both in it. I thought they weren't used nearly enough right. as they should have been for their talents. Especially David Diggs, who a lot of people would know from uh, Hamilton, Hamilton yeah. the musical Hamilton. And he and, was fantastic in that. And I wish so the music in the afterlife and on earth were completely different like in the afterlife it was and i appreciated that in the afterlife they completely neutered it of any and all religious yep symbolism it was just very very secular but very the mu- pastel yeah but in the in the afterlife the music was very like computerized mm-hmm. and then on earth it was jazzy because mm-hmm. you know joe is connection. a jazz musician yep. and i wish we could have had more of the jazz mm-hmm. you know like i really I really wanted to... The jazz I, was great. Yeah, the jazz was wonderful. And yep. also the uh, the Terry in the afterlife, mm-hmm. the guy who's responsible for keeping track of uh, the soul count, mm-hmm. he was extremely annoying. So now <laughs> I've uh, I've talked a lot. And so no. now it's your turn. Well, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I also, uh, I, I found it hard to follow some of it, which right. uh, maybe that was just me being too simple. But... Um, I think the movie was overall well-intentioned, but it was just way too esoteric for mm-hmm. the, like, it, it's, I think it's too hard for kids. Yeah. Some kids, not all kids. And I think it was too, uh, too complex, like too tr- trying too hard to appeal to adults about life and, and all that sort of thing. I think there's a better movie in here. Mm-hmm. Um from what I read before our podcast and the extensive research notes that our research department <laughs> provided to me. Uh, Every episode they do that, listener. Yeah, and sometimes I read them. And um, this particular one, apparently there were a lot of uh, ideas around what the lead character should be. So not only the race of the character, but also the profession of the character. So they were talking about at one time the character was a scientist, but they couldn't really 
person they couldn't personalize that person to be mm-hmm. likable enough and then the person was going to be white and then they did this and they did this and and it evolved i think i think where they got Two was good. I think yeah. like this Joe is a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. I like the the jazz part of it because we don't yeah. see a lot of mainstream jazz productions like this, especially mm-hmm. like in a Disney thing. Um, and it, it, there were a lot of possibilities there. And I, I agreed with I agree with you about the jazz music. The, the, the most touching parts of this movie are when Joe's sitting down at the piano mm-hmm. and he's thinking about back to his life or thinking ahead to what he wanted to do and what he failed to do. That kind of stuff was really cool. Uh, of note. Um, Knowing so, this is uh, me being perhaps the biggest Nine Inch Nails fan in this house. <laughs> um, and the Afterlife music was produced and written and all that sort of stuff by Atticus Ross and uh, Trent Reznor, who are part of Nine Inch Nails. Um, this is a sign that the apocalypse is upon us, where <laughs> Nine Inch Nails is doing a soundtrack for a Disney movie. <laughs> just, just want to put that out there oscar winning by the way uh those yeah. guys but they already won an undeserved oscar for scoring the social network <laughs> which is like the most nothing burger original score ever so yeah. it's kind of really it's it's like the epitome of background music that yeah it's like what there was music in that movie yeah exactly um whereas in this uh i thought it was really well done i thought the afterlife movie music was very well done i i I disagree a little bit. I thought the jazz and I thought the the paradox there and and, and yeah. the two were really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just really I agree with you that I really love the jazz. Like this this movie should have been more about music than yeah. it was. And For if, having soul right. right in the title, I understand right. that's a play on words. Right, you know, soul music. It's a double entendre. Yeah, but, but but I think that uh, if if this mu- if the jazz music had been more prevalent and they had been more more of a, an experience in clubs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, I think there was real possibility. I, I don't know. And, I, and I'm watching the afterlife stuff and the characters there for people who haven't seen it are portrayed in a way that's like, they're like P- Picasso-esque. They're very yeah. abstract and you mm-hmm. can't really tell if it's a person and they're, it was very creatively done. Not but, angels. Right. Not, right. there's no pearly gates right. or anything. And non-secular, yeah. like you said. And as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, man, I got to get in on one of these Pixar sessions because they are doing some serious drugs. Like whatever <laughs> right, drugs they're totally. doing in these idea generating uh, <laughs> meetings are just fantastic because this, you know, these two, two dimensional characters that look like Picasso characters, like I said. Almost like Hammerman anima- animation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we just watched an episode of Hammerman on YouTube, listener. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. Listener, don't ask. <laughs> so, uh, this this was like a was too much of a mishmash for me yeah. because the the abstracty you know uh, LSD induced uh, afterlife characters were just way too distracting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really yeah. wanted to know more about Joe. I want I want I wanted to see Joe in his human yeah. form, not uh-huh. in his uh, pastel blob form. I wanted to see his everyday life. So Joe as a character deserved a full movie, yeah. just devoted to him yeah. and not him trying to help somebody else realize it's a wonderful lifestyle that right. life is worth living right which i just watched the it's a wonderful life so it's funny you mentioned that because it's the yeah. time of the year even though that's not really a christmas movie but right. it gets sold as a christmas movie and it, there's very there are a lot of similarities there in terms of i'm just gonna live my life mary it's gonna be great mary joe everybody you're like, scaring the dog yeah sorry but it's just uh i don't know i could go on and on i i, I enjoyed it um 
whenever uh, Pixar does a movie, it's worth paying attention to because they do such a good job and it takes so long for them to do these movies. You know, this movie started in 2016 as an idea and uh, came to fruition in 2020. So it's... Should have kept working on that idea, Pixar. Yeah, and maybe in in some ways, too much time can be your enemy too, right? right? Like you come up, it's like, oh, maybe we should add this and maybe we should add that. And maybe Mm -hmm. you should, you know, smoke some drugs and create some Picasso guys and they can Mm -hmm. be the angels or whatever they are. You know, like it just... Uh, there was a lot, maybe too much time on their hands for right. this particular one. And some of the, in, in the early days of Pixar, they used to t- turn movies around in a couple of years. You know, mm. the animation and the story would work. Didn't we just watch a thing that said Ghostbusters got turned around in like 10 months yes. or something? So, yes. and Ghostbusters is a classic. So. Right. It's not animated. So it's no. a little bit different. A little bit different. But yeah. there's a lot of CGI or not CGI in those days, but a lot of special effects. <laughs> um, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and stuff like that. So, love the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I, uh, so I can't in good conscience recommend this one i mean it's probably it's fine um i noticed my youngest daughter was you know her attention was waffling i think my mm-hmm. oldest daughter probably would have liked it better but she came in late and and missed it um but i think that for maybe you know the tweens and and early teens this might be a decent flick but i i can't see it being yeah appealing to anybody below that yeah you're right little kids it's going to be way too abstract for them yeah so yeah. which i think is the beauty of some of the pixar movies is that they can be abstract, but also like Cars is a very deep movie, but it's also entertaining to watch this talking car, you know, like it's engaging and you get it if you're a younger kid. Um, but this is no Frozen or this is no, you know, blockbuster mm-hmm. Disney plus movie. Yeah, Pixar I'd, movie. I'd give it like a C. Yeah, the, uh, it yeah. had it definitely had some solid laughs talking about like crushing your soul living is crushing your soul and uh you know the music was fantastic i i really liked joe as a character i liked most of the supporting characters but yeah it was it was it was a mess yeah it's very messy so um that's it for this edition of the podcast listener thank you for joining us we are celebrating the holidays with more podcasts so stay tuned we might even watch something that doesn't have any sort of hallucinatory drug references in it why would we want to do that (laughs) so another edition of the podcast i'm not coco and i'm not dogs